It's January 15th and time for the first Social and Six of 2024. And we'll be going through the most important headlines today, including TikTok's plan to go big on e-commerce and Google taking the first step to become cookie-less in 2024. And if this episode helps you to ease into the new year or just makes your job a bit easier, please leave us a nice review to read on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Now, without further ado, let's get started. First up today, TikTok wants to up its commerce spend 10 times in 2024. Now, if like me, you've noticed your TikTok is looking more and more like Amazon these days, that's because TikTok's reportedly looking to grow its e-commerce business tenfold in the US this year. Now, in-app shopping is huge on TikTok's Chinese counterpart, Douyin, so it's not surprising that TikTok would make this move. It's also upped its seller commission fees from 2% to 8% starting in April. Now, people are spending more in the app. In fact, they spent $3.8 billion globally in 2023, up 15% from the previous year. It's worth noting that the majority of this was on TikTok coins, the virtual creator gifts. Still, it proves there's an appetite for shopping. Yes, TikTok's determined to make commerce its primary revenue source in Western markets, just as its business model works in China. But there have been a few failed starts because the appetite for shopping through TikTok isn't as big here as it is there. But while users in the UK and the US aren't necessarily keen on buying through TikTok shop, it does show an increased willingness to spend money on TikTok in general. What I'm interested to see is how TikTok plans to up the ante. For Doyen, the answer's been shoppable live streams, but that hasn't worked in the West so far, so you'll notice our side of the pond has taken a creator-led approach to TikTok shop in-stream ads that look and feel just like branded content, but kind of like how it was a few years ago when you were almost being tricked into watching something before you realised it was selling you a product. While over time the sales messaging can wear users down and increase the shopping habit, there's a very real portion of users growing tired of this, which, to play devil's advocate, could lead to growing advertising fatigue on the platform in general. If you want my advice, as these TikTok shop ads from creators only increase on the platform, make your branded content creative and your tactics as far removed from theirs as possible, if for no other reason than to keep standing out. Over to Google now, which has taken its first step to become cookie-less in 2024. As I'm sure all of our listeners know by now, Google is phasing out third-party cookies entirely by the end of this year. This month, Google took the first step towards doing that by rolling out tracking protection with 1% of Chrome users, which doesn't sound like a lot, but it's actually 30 million people. Tracking protection is basically a privacy-friendly data tracking method that stops websites from using third-party cookies to track people as they browse. Google's alternative for advertisers is to anonymize and categorize people based on their topics of interest instead, so ultra-granular targeting will eventually become a thing of the past. We knew it was coming and the day has arrived, the first day of many we'd wager, as Google's long-laid plans finally come to fruition. Obviously, the impact of Google removing tracking cookies will be significant, because cookies have until now given us advertisers key insights to create effective targeted ads. Tracking protection will sort people into topic listings instead, which on the surface I'm not opposed to, but I'm not a performance marketer. I say that because there's already an argument for psychographics being more effective than demographics and connecting to your audience through their passions and interests is more interesting than speaking to them based on their age or their location. It's just more work, that's all, and more guesswork. It also doesn't account for behavioural data. There are other ways to get this though, and brands and marketers like you have been making preparations for our cookie-less future for the last few years. So take a deep breath, talk to your agency, it'll all be okay, and rest in the knowledge that as an internet user, you can browse in relative peace. Next up, Instagram Reels are reportedly outperforming TikToks. If you want to drive more views on your short-form video, you might be better placed on Instagram Reels rather than TikTok. That's according to new data from customer engagement platform Amplify. 
They looked at 1,300 branded profiles across TikTok and Instagram. And interestingly, they found that Instagram Reels are generating more video views for advertisers, outperforming other types of video content like branded TikToks and Facebook videos. The study also found that longer Instagram Reels, so Reels over 90 seconds long, outperform shorter ones. But it seems like brands still need to catch on though, because they're posting stories five times more often than Reels, even though Amplify says stories don't perform half as well. As with all studies, take this with a pinch of salt. These figures are focusing on Reels views, and your own measurement might place more importance in actions like saves, shares, or comments. What's interesting to me is the data on what kind of Reels perform best. So the stats here say longer Reels outperformed all other Reels lengths, with short Reels under 30 seconds earning 6,145 median views, and medium length Reels, so 30 to 90 seconds, earning 7,830 median views. What's more is that this research is for brand content specifically, and it also shows Facebook Reels outperforming any other type of Facebook video. Now definitely don't take this to mean you should cut your TikTok output and activity, but as most of you will be on meta platforms, it's good to know what kind of content is working best here. Next up, TikTok has a new AI chatbot that could help you get rid of your creative block. TikTok's been tinkering with its creator center lately. Firstly, it's making it a little bit more user-friendly by testing a new desktop layout that makes it easier for you to see how your TikToks are performing. So viewing all your key metrics, comments, etc., at a glance. And secondly, it's rolling out a new creative assistant AI chatbot. Now, if you ever used Hootsuite's AI Owly Writer, it's a little bit like that, but it's specifically for TikTok creators and advertisers. And it's actually pretty sophisticated. Basically, you can use it to see what's trending on TikTok, ask it to brainstorm some creative ideas, come up with an ad script for you, or whatever else you might need to get the ball rolling on that content. If you thought we were leaving AI in 2023, think again. No, I'm still not up for using robots to write scripts. Shock, I know. But having somewhere to easily see what's trending in the context of content creation sounds very handy indeed. Anyone with a business account can access the new Creator Center and Creative Assistant chatbot. But if we take a look at who this is for, it's marketed mostly to creators, not brands. That's because it wants to increase the quality of content on the platform, and a tool like this is undoubtedly attractive to up-and-coming or aspiring creators who want to make their big break and hit their stride on the platform. Seasoned brands, marketers, and creatives, I think, can afford to aim a little higher when it comes to the quality and originality of our creative. I'm sure your TikTok rep would tell you the same. But one thing I do recommend making good use of is the new analytics dashboard format that comes along with the new creator center, which looks like it'll make it much easier to check your content performance and audience response with dedicated full screen displays of all the numbers that you need to know. All the social media managers making monthly and quarterly reports, this is sure to give you a helping hand. Now you'll soon be able to publish on threads through a third party platform. So since Threads finally launched in Europe in mid-December last year, the platform's been working away on those improvements and updates. Adam Missouri said back in October that a Threads API was coming. Well, now it's been confirmed that a write API is in live testing, which is great news for social media managers. A write API basically means you'll be able to schedule, write, and post threads from whichever third-party social media management platform you use. It probably won't include analytics just yet, though, but we can be sure it's not too far off. Yes, more good news for SMMs. Threads is getting the rite of passage that every platform gets when it reaches a certain level. And we're all getting the ability to draft and schedule our threads in whatever social media management tools we might use. Consolidation is always a blessing. As Mill said, no analytics yet, but that definitely doesn't mean no analytics ever. APIs, as we know, are hefty work, and the usual process is features slowly being added over time. Remember how long it took for us to be able to schedule and post Instagram stories through platforms like Hootsuite or Sprout. Bloody ages. This for threads, though, is a really promising step for the newborn platform and is proof of just how many companies are making use of it, while X and Elon are busy starting arguments with external links. 
And finally, over to YouTube where they've shared some tips to get your ads noticed in 2024. If you want to go big with an ad activation on YouTube this year, just take notes from Pepsi, Apple and Louis Vuitton. They're among a handful of big brands that made it onto YouTube's best of ads roundup for 2023. And they've come up with some actionables for brands that tell us where YouTube is investing its money this year. There's a lot of celebrity-led activations in the mix, but creator-led content performed pretty well too, with Reese's Release the Reese activation racking up 73,000 likes. And YouTube's betting on AI-powered ad tools this year. They say their video reach campaign mixes could get brands an average return on ad spend of nearly four times more than manually optimized campaigns. It's pretty big. Next year, this could be you. YouTube says the things it's noticed making ads soar and soak up all the thumbs up from its audience are creators, shorts, long-form storytelling, and AI. Breaking that down, it sounds pretty obvious. All these bar AI are integral to YouTube and its USP, and AI was undeniably last year's hottest advertising trend. Creators, for example, even YouTube says are the reason why 68% of Gen Z viewers visit YouTube at all. But for the brands and ads mentioned from Sugar Cosmetics to Old Spice, success hasn't meant simply working with creators, but it's been about how they work with them through product demos, tutorials, and behind the scenes style ads that read more like content than ads. Shorts as well, while important obviously to YouTube and therefore worth a shout out from them, is a goldmine of skits and stories all in short form. And YouTube says that when its advertisers added a vertical creative asset to their video action campaigns, they delivered 10 to 20% more conversions per dollar on shorts than campaigns that use landscape assets alone. Looking at long-form storytelling, you could say that's a skill needed for any standout ad, and you'd be right. But in this case for YouTube, the top spots went to those brands that embraced episodic ads like Toyota, a sitcom series like Pixel, or even experimented with four-hour hip-hop listening sessions like Nissan did. As for AI ads on YouTube, it was about bringing something novel to the masses in a sea of same. And it was about performance as much as creativity. As Mill pointed out, the AI-powered mixes performed much higher. Mondelez International, for example, increased their ROI by over 10% globally and 20% in the US by embracing AI in full in their ad campaigns. Well, as ever, there's loads of updates to dig into there. First, I want to talk about um, TikTok's new AI chatbot, Creative Assistant. What do you think about that, Eve? I mean, you know my opinions on it. Anything that's asking uh, an automated tool to write a script, I think you're always going to run into a few faults. Yeah. But it's one of those where it can give you those initial ideas and it can set you on the right path if you've hit a complete wall. What I worry about is once you've used it once, it's all too easy to use it again and keep using it and keep using it. And over time, like what makes us better writers and creatives is practice. And over time, if you keep going back to the automated tools, yeah. your brain is just going to atrophy and you're going to forget how to do what you're good at. I think as well, like the chatbot, I mean, I haven't used it myself, but from the research, it looks like it's pretty sophisticated. You can tailor it as much as you want. Like if you work for a cosmetics brand, you can literally put in the input box, I work for this cosmetics brand. I want you to write me an ad script for this lipstick. I want you to emphasize these benefits. But at the same time, I just feel like, you know, as much as you can make that input really, really tailored and really amazing, and it could give you something great. Is it going to be the best ad script you've ever seen? Could you come up with something better yourself? Probably. But I also think it's quite useful for people, like we've said here, who have creative block and you just need something on a page. You just need something to just get an idea like sparked. So I think it's pretty good in that respect where you can just take what you've got from the chatbot and like build on it and that will help. Yeah, for sure. And I think as we, as we pointed out, there's a difference between how much it can help creators, especially up and coming or aspiring ones on the platform yeah. versus like seasoned creatives. Um, I think, you know, the former could definitely stand to benefit a lot. What I'm a bit worried about, 
and what I'd be interested to do some digging into is like the the privacy protection and the implications there if you're putting in mm. like NDA covered like facts or company data like what the company name is, what the product is, if it's a new product, like what the features are. Is TikTok collecting mm. that? That's such a good point, actually. I wonder if it would be best practice then to like anonymize everything. Yeah. So like, uh, yeah, you just it's don't a give beauty any... brand. And yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I would recommend doing that anyway, especially with ChatGPT. Yes. There's a wave of companies now that are enforcing it. Yeah. Um, you know, not making it against company policy. I was going to say illegal, but it's not illegal. <laughs> against company policy to be giving ChatGPT or similar tools this kind of company data. Yeah, totally. Now, are you thready for it? Hootsuite is. Sprout Social's thready for it. We're all a bit thready for it, aren't we? I still have been a bit rubbish at opening threads and having a look and getting involved there. But I open it occasionally since they started putting um, like thread specific threads or like posts and previews in Instagram feed itself. Yes, Because me they too. cut off the sentence halfway through on purpose. And then once I start reading it, yeah. I have to know how it ends. So that's yes. very sneaky. But when I do pop on and have a look, I do just see an influx of brands on, on the platform, maybe arguably more than normal people. It's a lot of brands, a lot of thought leaders, but that is most likely what's led to the need to, to make this feature happen, right? Because there is now a need for us to be able to schedule them on Hootsuite and Sprout, etc. Yeah, it's such a good point. I feel like I'm the same as you as I don't use threads as often as I should, but recently I found that X and everything going on with X has kind of led me to think, I think I just need to go on threads more and just replace the time that I spend mm. browsing X with um, threads. Yeah. Especially for- Because you still tweet. I feel like I've stopped tweeting, which is mad. I didn't yeah. consciously well, do that, but- you know what? Do you know what X is really good at, right? even now still is the kind of the collective like moment for when anything is going on like a tv show so for mm -hmm, example the mm -hmm. traitors or big brother or i don't know love island it's really good at just getting people together and just just like the memes and everything like, like that's what i use it for so now true. every time the traitors is on i'm like one eye on the tv one eye on, on threads isn't coming X. closer is it even no. even when there's like brands on there like being reactive and posting memes and people yeah. are kind of doing that a bit it is like a well what i'm seeing is a lot of like I don't know, like self-help, like thought leadership, not yes. me outing myself, I'm seeing self-help. <laughs> but you know the kind of content I'm talking about, like it's, all, it's like Instagram people trying to make memes where like Twitter people do it better. Yes, or even like a LinkedIn vibe. Yes. Or, like if LinkedIn and Instagram had a baby, maybe, it would be the yeah. kind of threads content that we're seeing, but maybe- Attractive for brands, but not for meme seekers. Yeah, totally. I think it's a really good point. I think regardless of what we're seeing right now, um, this update seems like really positive for social media managers, regardless of what social media management platform you use. And I think it's just like, it's just kind of a sign of what's to come for threads. It's got like a really promising future. So for we'll sure. keep, keep tabs on that one. Well, that's all for this week. I have to say it's great to be back and I hope you're as excited as we are for this 2024 season of Social Minds. We'll be back in a few weeks, but in case you missed it, this month's interview episode is available to listen to right now and it's with our favourite Pinterest director of marketing, Louise Richardson, talking all about the trends you'll see everywhere this year.